I'm Bethany. And I'm Kristen. And this is Looking for the Middle. Couch cast edition. Okay, guys. Another day, another couch cast. Another listener question. There we go. Okay. You ready? Here's what we did. We're actually in Houston from our conference recording this. And so we don't have our trusty hat. So what we did is I picked a random number. Kristen, I think it was 15, right? Mm-hmm. Kristen pulled it from our list of questions. And n- number 15 was, tell 15 me. 15 was... What do you do when the church seems to view singles as second-class Christians while married couples are given so much importance and elevation in status? Oh, gracious. We have more soapboxes than we thought we did, <laughs> y'all. This <laughs> yeah, these past few, like, let me climb up here and tell you something. <laughs> wow. Whew. What do you do? The first thing you do is you absolutely don't let it bother you. Yeah, And that is way easier said than done. Trust me, I have dealt with this I get it but it's not true and so I think you handle it just like anything else that's not true you disregard it yeah and this is sadly a very normal thing to experience as a Christian single person particularly in your mid to late 20s and 30s and beyond and I like Kristen said this is kind of a soapboxy issue for us so we can get a little Fired up. Passionate about it. So I want to say from the beginning, I am well aware of the fact that 97% of the times when this is the impression that's given, it is not intentional. No one wants to do that. They're not trying to, but just because it's unintentional doesn't make it true. Or right. And it certainly doesn't make it okay. Mm -hmm. And so I think we said just disregard it. But at the same time, if you're comfortable with the person enough who, who you're interacting with in that specific instance, you can, for lack of a better term, educate them as to why that's not the case and why, you know, why maybe what they're saying just isn't true. But before you do that, I would just say, I would just caution you to make, check your own heart, look into your own heart and make sure you're not being too sensitive that may be something that really was not that big of a deal you're taking personally. Because I know from for me, when I am in places of having that mentality that, oh, this is just what people think, that every little thing people do is going to reinforce that mentality. So just make sure that you're not looking for something that isn't there. Because I know that's easy to do. But and then I also know that it's very much prevalent in the church that you get this impression that you're less than. I've told the story before about a missionary that had come to our church and he was speaking and he is the nicest person in the world. He's definitely, he would never have meant it this way. But I realized I was like that when he was talking, I was like, that is exactly what I've been trying to get at. He was talking about this ministry that these two women ran out of their church. And he was talking about all of their qualifications and their education and all of a sudden why they were so qualified to run this ministry. And for both of them, He said, yeah, he was like, she's single, but she's been very effective and helpful and is doing great work. And it's this mentality of she's single, but as if being single is something that we have to overcome to be effective Christians or to compensate for. Yeah. And it's just not true. We don't. You are a complete human being the way God created you. You are redeemed and loved by him. So live in light of that, regardless of whether you ever get married or not. Yeah, one of 
I love all of that. But like <laughs> Bethany said, if you find yourself in one of those conversations where this is kind of being implied, I think a really good practical first step is to ask questions. Be like, hey, so what what makes you think that xyz Mm -hmm. or is there something that makes you that has influenced you to believe that you know you can say it a lot more tactfully because it'll depend on what they say but one of the most valuable things I've learned in the past few years is that when you disagree with somebody or when somebody says something that could be offensive to you to ask clarifying questions because then you're going to be able to say okay this is what they actually meant or no, they really did mean what I thought they meant. So let's <laughs> yeah. talk about that. Yeah. And you're not assuming, oh, they meant this as a personal attack on me and my yeah. marital status. Because yeah. like Bethany said, 97% of the time, <laughs> that's not the case. Right. But if you can make that effort to try to understand what is influencing their thoughts or their beliefs on this, you're going to be able to better articulate what you believe and what you're experiencing so that you can say, well, actually... There is nothing in scripture that says a married Christian reaches a different level of holiness or spirituality or maturity or God likes them better. Yes. No, <laughs> there is nothing in, I mean, not to be super cliche here, but like, Paul is the greatest missionary of all time. Like under Jesus, like he did more for the kingdom and he never got married. Yeah. And... He wrote the whole chapter about the the benefits of being single over marriage, which I love and hate that chapter all the same time, (laughs) I'm being brutally honest. But there biblically is no backing to this. Yeah. And I think this is something that church culture has really Mm -hmm. kind of um, stepped away from unintentionally. Yeah. But has kind of formed their own thoughts around this. And it's sad and I think particularly for the people who got married young, it's something they just don't understand. Yes. And I think that's something, particularly in my conversations with my parents who were 21 when they got married, it's been so cool to have these conversations with them and for them to see how my life has been very different from theirs. But there are good and bad parts to both and there are pros and cons to each side and having conversations has been one of the tools that have been so helpful to both of us and Mm -hmm. to understanding each side and to not saying okay one's better than the other it's just they're different yeah and I think kind of like we talk about a lot with like the purity culture and the courtship mindset a lot of those principles there are so great they've just been implemented maybe in not the best way and I think that's it had that idea plays a part here in that I love that churches hold up marriage and it's important and there is support and there are conferences and there are events and there's classes for marriage. I think that's fantastic. And I'm not saying that they need to stop doing that. So single people feel better about themselves at all. But I think the unintentional message that has been sent there because there's so much placed here and so little for single people is that this is more important Mm -hmm. just from the practicalities of the number of resources available to you. That's what that has said. And I don't think that's what the church has meant for the most part at all, but it reinforces that mindset to where it just seems normal that that's how things are. And it's not the case. And so it's a great idea and a great concept. And I love that marriage is held high and supported because marriage in our country is under attack. 
biblical marriage is under attack and it is something that needs to be supported and the family needs support and all of those things. But just because they need support doesn't mean that single people don't or that they don't need resources or they don't need discipleship because it's all focused over here. It's not one or the other. It's both and, I think. Yeah. And that is a great thing for you to talk about in these conversations is, hey, this is great that you're offering all this and it is great that you hold marriage in high esteem but you can't do it to the point where single people feel forgotten and pushed off to the side and like the question says second class christians exactly that is it's just sad and it's heartbreaking because you never want anybody that is a part of the body of christ to feel less than or inferior based on something that is not completely in their control well it's not not based on something that scripture would deem to be a deficiency exactly and so i think that practically speaking and not to do like a selfish plug here but we talk about a lot of things on this podcast that i would i wish older married people could hear more of yeah and it's been really cool because it's allowed me and bethany both to have conversations with married couples in our lives who are either on board with us and who are like, yes, we need to talk about this more and we need to do more of this. Or people who never thought about that because that Mm -hmm. wasn't their experience and we're getting to educate them and to bring things up. And most of the time they're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Yeah. Or I didn't even realize that y'all felt this way. Or I didn't realize that we were causing y'all to, you know, feel left out or insecure or whatever. You don't know what you don't know. Exactly. And so it's... It's an ignorance thing more than it's a uh, intentional, like, oh, we're going to put all the married people up here on the pedestal. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. And then when you get there, you've arrived. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, but, you know, take some of the things that we talk about in this podcast, or if there's something that you maybe want to talk about more with some of the people in your church, then... We'd love for you to go find an episode. If we've talked about that thing, we've had mm-hmm. over, what, 100 episodes at this yeah. point? And if we haven't talked about it, then send us an email or a DM and tell us to talk about yeah. it. We would love to. But I think the best thing you can do is to just have conversations and to start conversations about this. Because until you talk about it, nothing's going to change. You can't sit in the circumstances you're in and not do anything differently and expect anything yep. to change. So even though it may be hard and it may be awkward and it may be a little touchy from time to time, it's worth it. If it's not only going to help you, but you have no idea who else in your church or in the big C church could benefit from these conversations that you're starting so that we can make this more of a known issue than maybe it has been in the past. Yeah. Okay. Are we going to... Get off our soapbox Climb back now. down now. I feel like we stayed pretty cool <laughs> through that. that. Was pretty good, yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's wrap up. And I will say this, you know, we do have several, like we were joking, soapbox issues that we talk about a lot. And speaking more is something that we both would really love to do. We've had a couple of different things here and there that we've done. But if you have a small group or a singles group or, you know, a women's group at your church that you think some of these issues might be beneficial for we would love to talk to you about maybe coordinating 
you know, an event or a speaking night or something, um, we'd love to come meet you guys, talk and, you know, Q&A and just continue these conversations that we think are so important in the church today. So we have a page on our website. It's in the top navigation with, um, with the other buttons. So go to lookingforthemiddle.com, click on speaking, and we can go from there. Yes, we would love that so much. Any chance that we can help you guys have these conversations, we want to do so. Yeah. And that is one way that we would be more than happy to help you. So check that out Yeah, if that's something you're interested in. But we will be back on Wednesday with another episode. But until then, I'm Bethany. And I'm Kristen. And this is Looking for the Middle. Mm-hmm.